Blog Talk Radio. Black Hole Radio presents Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness. With your hosts, Rudolph Muhammad and Yusuf Muhammad. There's a train of coming. You don't need no baggage. You just get on board. All you need is faith to hear the dealers coming. Don't need no ticket. You just thank the Lord. Train to Jordan Picking up passengers Coast to coast Faith is the key Over the doors and bottom Muhammad, uh, welcoming you to another weekly edition of Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness, a weekly program that wants you to become self-reliant in taking appropriate action in response to any emergency. Certainly, we thank Almighty God for this opportunity, for love, for life, and for those who are married, a wonderful wife, or as they say, happy spouse, happy house. But we greet all of you, whether you're single or whether you're involved in a nuclear or extended family, we greet you all with the greeting words of peace. We say it in the language of our ancestors of assalamu alaikum, meaning peace be unto you. We are eternally grateful. I say we because we're joined by our more than capable and wonderful co-host, Brother Rudolph T. Muhammad, who will also give you a welcome and lay the base for uh, today's program. 
But I was saying we just are eternally grateful to serve you as it relates to disaster awareness for community preparedness. Those of you who are here for your first time, welcome, welcome, welcome. And to our consistent and constant listeners, to all of you, we thank you for the honor of your ear and the privilege of your presence. Once again, welcome to a weekly edition of Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness, where we come before you every Friday afternoon, evening, morning, depending on where you are, beginning at 4 o'clock p.m. to 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We are taught by the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad under the divine guidance of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan that time dictates the agenda. And Brother Rudolph knows and many of our listening audience knows I just have an affection for lyrics of various songs. And when you talk about time dictating the agenda, y'all remember Earth, Wind, and Fire out of Chicago? They said time will dictate what the old folks say. And that comes right out of the scripture, out of the Bible. There's a group named Chicago, from Chicago, Y'all might remember them. They had a lyric that said, let me think about it. It says, does anyone really know what time it is? Does anyone really care? Wow. Then the last poets from New York and Chicago, they had a lyric that said, you better get right at this time while the time is good. Or it might not be no next time. So people see time differently in the scripture. Once again, in the Holy Quran, there's a book or a surah, a chapter in the book. I believe it's 103 that states, by the time, surely man is in loss. Except those who believe and do good and enjoying one another to truth and enjoying one another to patience. So time is critically important as it relates to disaster awareness for community preparedness. And in fact, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said that time is the measurement of our actions. Time is the measurement of our circumstances. So again, we are eternally grateful for you joining us this week. We have a power-packed Agenda, if you will, itinerary, if you will. If We don't know if you had joined us last week, but uh, we were very much engaged with uh, Brother Greg York and Sister LaShawn about the neighborhood LPN programs that they were engaged in in Brooklyn, New York, and the metro area. And then we should have uh, Sister Fertick come on and, Share with us as we are in August and many of our young people um, are returning to halls of academia, if you will, the institutions of higher learning, colleges and universities. And so she's going to give us some information on financial aid and 
what to fill out, and that might be so extensive, that might run us into next week. So we're closing out last week, and we're opening up another subject this week. But then we want to hear from you. And in hearing from you, you can call in at 563-999-3089. Again, 563-999-3089. And you can press number one on your phone pad, and the engineer will bring you into the studio with whatever question, comment, or constructive criticism you may have uh, on the topics that we share with you this week. I think it's enough said by me at this time. We can go into uh, the objectives and uh, the vision. Wow, we have somebody calling in already. Welcome to Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness. Uh, Could you please state your name and where you're calling from? Uh, How may we serve you? Welcome. Well, we heard a siren, and um, brother, brother, brother Rudy, come off mute, brother. Do you have your phone on mute, brother Rudy? Four eight zero two two one. Come on. Yes, I'm off mute right now. You put it, put it, put it on mute. Brother Forrest, is that is that the mighty brother Rudy? Yes, it is the mighty brother Rudy. <laughs> Assalamu alaikum, sir. This is brother Youssef, brother. Oh, you my may, brother. You How remember are you, me sir? as brother Joseph in New York, and you know, I, as I was yeah, saying I earlier, I was trained by brother Forrest and brother Rudolph. I, I just am grateful they allowed me to hang out with them, and so good to hear your voice, brother. How are you and your family, sir? I'm doing well, man. I just graduated from nursing school. About to take my NCLEX in another couple of weeks. Wow. Beautiful. Beautiful. Now, are you still in the uh, Arizona area? Yes, I am. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, you know how we do, brother. You called in. Yes, sir. How do we serve you, brother? Or I'm going to call back. Oh, no, sir. I just called. uh, I was introduced to this by Brother Rudolph. I just called. Goodness. I I just stopped that conversation. Hold on. Hold on. (laughs) Hold on. I called the timeout. Called the timeout. Timeout. We need a timeout. <laughs> we got to set this prayer right, brother Yusuf. We got to set this up right. All right. Now we we got inbound it from down low. Okay. All right. This could be a back door, brother Rudy. No, I can't let him just blurt it out like that. Family, let me explain to you who this who this young man is. I love That's this right. this brother, man. Man, this is a very, very, you talk about a humble brother. This brother right Right. here, very quiet, unassuming, but man, this is definitely a God, and he puts it to to use, and he's mastering it, coming into the knowledge of himself, and he's proving it by going through something, and he's come out with the victory, on the end, all praise is due to Allah. This is a black male nurse that we're talking to right now. That's right. I know you've heard unicorns before, but now you can actually see one, a Bermers in living color, a black male nurse. Yeah. 
graduated from nursing school and is already working, already moving. He's not sitting around waiting for things. Already got some irons in the fire. We got some things working, which we're not going to speak about them yet prematurely. But just wanted him to know how proud of him we are because right. this is our little brother that came from where we came from, and it's a privilege, and, and it's great to see where he is now and what he's doing because that's a testament that we can get there too. So, Brother Ruby, I just wanted to say that publicly so people know how much I love you and we love you. That's right. And we thank you for your sacrifice because there's a lot of work that our family and oppressed people all over need in the medical community, and we need more people that look like us, that think like us, that have a heart for us, and that have compassion for the suffering that we go through on the inside so that they become those angels that watch over and steward over the lives of us when we need help. So I just wanted to uh, uh, preface it with that, Brother Yusuf. Now you all can go oh, ahead. beautiful. Beautiful, Brother Brother, brother, brother Rudy. alaikum, um, Brother, just brother Rudy. Um, with, with all due respect, Brother Rudy, thank you, man, because he, Brother Rudolph, was the brother that encouraged me to go to nursing school in the first place. I was uh, caregiving. I was caregiving, and brother said, "You seem to be pretty good at it. You might as well go to nursing school." So I went to CNA school, and then from there, I started the nursing program. So if it wasn't for my brother Rudolph, I wouldn't even be in this position right now. So thank you, brother, and I really appreciate you, brother, for sure. Brother, I was just, I was just trying to. So that alley you, brother, that law pass. Get them two points. I wanted that a six. That's it. Yeah. I couldn't score the basket. Maybe you can. <laughs> brother, while you're on the line, while you're on the line, let's let's talk about this because we we know that in the country there's a severe shortage of nurses in the country. And it's only going to get worse before it gets any better, if it gets any better. Um, And so what would you say to a young brother or a young sister that's listening to the program now um, that's teeter-tottering on the fence about becoming a health care provider or becoming a – not even thinking about becoming a nurse – because they don't even realize that it is obtainable by them. Um, what would you say to someone to get them to come into the field and go through what they need to go through to get to where you are right now? Well, beginning all things in the name of a lot of beneficence and merciful. But um, I would say just jump right in. What I want to do in the future, I want to get a school to really get a cadre of young nurses to um, just, just, just like a school. Um, that's my one of my future plans. But it's very important because, like Brother said earlier, it's needed. I mean, I work jobs. I'm the only black male on the floor. There were jobs right. I was the only black on the floor. So there's not yep. many of us that are there. It's really, really very much needed. It's hard work, but it's doable. You just got to stay focused. 
You just got to stay focused, but it's very much needed. And it's better than what you think because it's, it's the monetary rewarding, but also the, 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 help, the, um, the work ethic and the work of helping our people. That's much more rewarding than that. You do yes, get sir. compensated for it, too, as well, with on, on the back end. Oh, so um, I think it's very important. If you're considering about doing it, go ahead and do it. But it's hard. Nursing school is hard work. It's not easy. But you can do it. It's doable. You just got to stay focused, and you got to have that support of your family. You got to let them know from the beginning. It's going to be a hard road, but it's doable. It's very much doable. Trust me. Right, man. right. Don't call me. I can't go to the club with you tonight, tomorrow nope, night. Nope. I can't go to the family reunion. I'm not going to the, the, the barbecue in the park That's on real Saturday. Talk. Real I got to study. Real talk. Right. Real talk. Right. That's real. That's real. Two years of my life really was just basically sacrifice, really. You know, yes, and you might lose some fam- you might lose some family members. I'm telling you, with me, two divorces later, <laughs> so it's a sacrifice. <laughs> it's, it's just a sacrifice. That, it's a sacrifice that folks don't really understand because when you have a goal in mind, a lot of people don't understand. You know, the goal that you and it, you know, it's, they don't understand. It benefits them too as well in the long run because yes, when you get when you get that reward, everybody benefits. Right. Everything that you anything of value has a difficulty factor attached to it. There's right. nothing of yes, value sir. that you're going to have without a difficulty factor. I don't care what, what it is. It's going to be a difficulty factor that tests what you really want to or do this or not. So it's attainable, it's doable, but you've got to focus on the end goal. And it's twofold. You get the monetary gift, but you're also helping the people out. You're helping right. people out. You can go to bed at night really saying that you really made a difference in somebody's life when you're doing and, nursing. Trust me. Oh, brother, at that point right there, I can bear witness the high that you feel when you've been yes. directly involved with a yes. procedure, a maneuver, or a yep. team that has stepped in at to, when a person is at their most critical point. And you've yep. been involved and been blessed to be there to help save their life or yep. pull them back from the brink of death back into life yep. by Allah's permission. Yep. The high yep. that you feel from that, oh, man, no drug can it's touch undescribable. that. It's undescribable. It's undescribable. It's undescribable. Well, you save a person's life and a family's there and they really thank you for everything. and they give you Yes, sir. Heart. I mean, yes, sir. Brother, it's really, it's really, really rewarding. It's very rewarding. It's not, yes, it's not for everybody. It's, it's not for everybody. It's not. Nope. Nope. This kind of job is not for everybody. It's not. You know, and then seeing how our people are treated on the inside anyway. Yeah. And then looking yeah. at that family that's there, that they, they don't, they're at their wits end. They don't have the answer. They don't know what to do. They're all huggled together, crying, uh, uh, snot running out their nose, sniffling, screaming, children crying, everybody crying because they don't have the wherewithal to save their family member. But you're on the inside. You even see the injustice that's being done to them by staff members. And so now you're in the valley of decision. Do you step in, step up, and become the guardian on the wall for them, even at the at the uh, expense of going against some of your uh, co-workers 
or do you just yep. go with the flow and just let things happen? Oh, man. Yep. Yes, sir. It's real talk. That's real. And you got to be that counselor for them, too, as well. We, we do everything. We do everything. Yes. You, you become a counselor. You become everything. a teacher. Everything. Yes. Everything. Yeah. Everything. And I, I love doing that. I love dealing with the families and talking with the nurses and whatnot. I mean, yes, it's sir. an overall job. It's an overall job, but it's very rewarding. A lot of stress, but you got to have that balance. You got to decompress. You know, have to have a little yeah. little mini vacations, go somewhere for like a couple of days. You got to decompress. Oh, yeah, you got to balance. Definitely. You got to balance because the, the weight the weight of the job will overcome you if you're not careful. It will. Yes. So you have to focus. You just got to be. It's, it's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. And then lifestyle, you have to know to, to seek out counsel for yourself in exactly. order to get some of that stuff off of you so yep. that you can yep. keep going to help do things for others. But mostly uh, you have to be focused at, on who is the real power and make sure that you tied in to the real source of power because your spirituality is the thing that's really going to get tested, and who you say you believe and what you say you believe is really going to get tested when you're in that Absolutely. setting because you got them people Absolutely. there who think that they are the end-all, be-all. Absolutely. 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 You hit it right on the head. That spirituality is very important. It's very important. It brings that balance to you as well. It keeps you sane in those kind of tight situations. It just, it's just, it's everything. The spirituality is everything. That's the root. That's the root. That's everything. That's everything. Yes, sir. That's, that's well, everything. you know, Brother Rudy, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Brother Rudolph. No, no, go ahead, Brother Yusuf. Yep. Go ahead. No, first of all, let me reiterate how proud we are of you, Brother Rudy, to have accomplished oh, the goal you set out to get. And you were answering the questions that I had as you were uh, explaining uh, what Brother Rudolph was laying the base for. Now, you know, being in the fire service for 30 years as a first responder and, you know, EMT, I know when we come upon particular uh, patients, if you will, there's a primary assessment and then there's a secondary assessment. And then all times... You know, it may seem simple to some, but to maybe some in our listening audience who really don't even know what a, a taking vital signs means or, 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 or what that means, um, I, I think that's something that maybe if you could just share to share with our listening audience, you know, is it the same thing for nurses where you have a, Absolutely. A, a, a primary Absolutely. assessment and a secondary assessment. That's my first uh, question. Oh, no, I, second okay. of all, what came to my mind was uh, um, Brother Rudolph and I oftentimes talk about just say if, if I was responding to uh, an incident, maybe a fire, you, you know, you have the psychology of the victim. You have the psychology of the first responder, and then you have the psychology of the emergency manager. And and certainly all three, in one sense, overlap, but all three also are different. And uh, Brother Rudolph, we have Brother Greg York in the studio with us as well. 
And I know last week he was talking from an administrative or emergency manager point of view. And so maybe we can connect the dots after uh, Brother Rudy shares with us uh, what, what, whatever it is that's on your mind and on your heart relative to what I just asked, beloved. Thank you, brother. And again, congratulations. Thank you, sir. Um, to answer your first question, whenever we have a patient inside our facility, that's the first way to do is assessments. And it's broken down into um, we do the assessment, we do the diagnosis, we do the um, implementation, then we do the evaluation. So it depends in terms of the emergency situation, um, it depends on the patient. A patient comes in, for instance, with um, an axe on his head, basically. I mean, right on his head. Basically, you've got to deal with the psychological part, calm the patient down, and then do what is necessary to do the procedure. So every situation is basically different. But assessment are very important. That's the first thing we do is assessment. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you've got to do priority assessment directly in terms of the situation. You might have to focus on a certain area when they come in, and to get everything down, because the main thing is you want the patient calm. That's the main thing before doing anything. So you want the patient calm, and then you assess them, and then you work. And then from there, from our vantage point, we have to speak with them and talk with them, because they're human beings too. And also, you got to calm down the family too as well. So it mm-hmm. depends on the situation, right. but the main thing is right. you got to assess, you got to talk with the patient, talk with the family, calm everybody down. That's the first thing you do. And then we do the assessment. And sometimes situations where we got to do hands-on, straight up. Hands-on, yep. straight up, you got to deal with the situation because it could be vital to their very life. I've been in situations where I did compressions on patients. I've been in situations where I did um, emergency response plenty of times, plenty of times. Sometimes yes, I see their life, sometimes I don't. So that's from my vantage point of, of how I deal with the situation. Thank you, yes, beloved. Yeah, Rudy, hold on, Brother Rudy, because, you know, you said something earlier. And, and for the listening audience, uh, you know, we, 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 I want you all to understand, this is genuine love here from us. And y'all That's may right. not understand this. This is black male love, okay? And ain't no funny yes, stuff sir. here. This is black That's male right. love. These are, we are black men who have decided we have taken an oath. And we have decided to, uh, um, not by accident, but to purposely love each other. And we've grown and fallen more in love with each other over the years based on the trials we've been through. And Mm -hmm. because of the yoke that's on each of us in the work that we do. So we have a lot of fun together. So when you hear us go on and on sometimes, you know, just, uh, you know, just, just, just relax, relax. Everything is good. But, and, and Brother brother, brother Rudy, may I say something? Um, yeah. I don't want, um, you know, um, I don't want to publicly say this, but um, I also work directly with the Honorable Lewis Farrakhan in Phoenix, Arizona. And I have a graduation coming up in December. And when I told him about, I'm, a, I'm the main speaker for the graduation. So the minister helped me out with the speech. And when he came out one time and he told me to put some stuff in the speech, he was saying, he said, what is a nurse? And I gave a dictionary um, uh, terminology of a nurse. He said, no. He said, when I think of nurse, I think of love. 
compassion. That's what's missing out there. see, that's why the mom is a revolving door. We don't show love. He said, he said, um, he gave me different parts of the speech to do, but he said love is the main thing that's missing in that profession. Love and compassion. When you were talking, Brother Rudolph, I thought about what the minister said to me about that. Love yes, and sir. compassion is what's missing in that profession. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Brother, hold on, because there's a brother that's on the line right now. Because you said that you, you know, you was you wanted to get a school together so that you know you could um, help teach and train younger uh, um, nurses that are coming out. Yada yada yada. That's what you said out of your mouth. Uh, so you know how Absolutely. we do back in the hood. You know how we do back in the hood. Word is gone, right? Word is gone. Word is gone. We got is life. Right, we got a young brother that's on the line right now who doing just that, God. He doing that in Far Rockaway, Queens. He trying to get an elf in the hood in Far Rockaway. Hold on, brother. Wow. Have you not learned the words to be bombed? Hello, gentlemen. How you doing? Fine, sir. How are you? Grateful. I want to add on to that. Um. Word is bond. <laughs> bond is life. Bound to give our life bond before life. words are failed. Oh, man. I just want to say oh, I'm proud of the show. Greg, yes, this, young, this, this is the young brother I was telling you about that uh, he, he, he was in Harlem and he moved out to Phoenix, Arizona, and he just graduated from Harlem School in Phoenix, Arizona. So good. A blessing. Yeah, in Phoenix, Arizona. So we're going to talk more offline, but you heard what he said, that he was, you know, about the school, and he wanted to help with the school and the young, and recruiting the young, uh, younger brothers and sisters in the hood and get them to understand, you know, the reality of what nursing is. And so, you know, I wanted to bring you in so you could talk directly to him. Praise be to well, brothers, brother Rudy, right? That's his name? Yes, sir. We twins, brother. Well, brother Rudy, it's a, it's a blessing. The achievement you um you went through, you you but you graduated. Now you're studying Praise for your test. Um, yes, I wish you numbers. Yes, I wish you nothing but success, which I know that's all you're going to achieve because you put positivity out there. And being yes, a member of the Nation of Islam, I'm sure you not you got the support with the brothers. Anytime you feel like a little sluggish, I know you can get on phone with a bunch of brothers to give you back that energy and that desire to do what you do. Because in the big picture of things, this is a way you can not only help yourself, but helping people in our community, our family. Because yes, there's always been a lot of talk about what we're going to do and what we need to do. Right. But then once somebody steps out there to do it, I'm all, I, I, I favor that. I favor not so much the idea. The idea is good. But now once you got the idea of what you want to do, now do it. Because once you start the progress to do it, at the end of the, at the, end of the day, the thought, the program could come to fruition, and you actually 
Somebody got a lot of noise in the background. I'm not sure if they know. You can actually um, achieve it. And what you're achieving, you're benefiting so many people. It could be benefiting yeah. brothers in the neighborhood, brothers in the NAS, or somebody who just didn't have nothing to do, and you open up the door to them, and now you're giving them an idea of what they can do. Exactly. We're, go- we're going through the process now um, here in Queens of Far Rockaway. Um, we got the first part of the application of what we must submit to do to get things going. And we go through the process. And here's something even you can do on your own to be to be pro to be proactive. You can um call the Arizona Department of Nursing and just look and see what the qualifications are to open up a school. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That way you have it in front of you, and you can start to get things together now, being proactive in the situation. And then we just open up our center, Brother Rudy. That's what he tried to get at. He just flow talking. That's all. You know, that's that that, education stuff where you talk slow, you know. Yeah, no, well, we don't. <laughs> yeah, you find out the information, what is necessary to do it in Arizona, and start looking around for a location. We already doing the application over here. We put in the application to expand the territory. Bada boom, bada bing, opens up out there. Now we here, we there, we everywhere. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. There's, there's a brother right now that's willing to help me out in terms of when I'm going to go in that direction. So I got the support. I'm getting the support already. So I'm doing. I'm doing. I got. I got my own business set up and doing. Um, it's called a peace practice. I'm doing assessments and um, intakes for group homes and treatment centers. I got nearly a hundred customers already. All I got to do is pass my board, and I got my business all set up already. Excellent. Excellent. See, and that's that's what we talked about in real time. So improved. So improved. Because it's one thing to have the dream, but, you know, dreams are only for people who are sleeping. So if you wide awake, it ain't a dream no more. Exactly. 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 Yeah, and and the God's backing us, so we can't lose it all. Right. We can't lose it all. It's definitely our God. And like you said, you know, like we all said, if you are in it with the spirit, if you truly have compassion for future, if truly can themselves, there's no way you can lose or fail doing this. It's no yep. way. Yep. The universe won't allow it because. All right, all right. Here, yeah, I'm getting ready to get into my stuff now. All right, because you know, as Dr. Ali always taught us, he said that uh, the cell, the brain cells, the cells in the brain are created in with what you say with right angles to each other, meaning that they were right. formed, they were organized, designed, and placed into think right. So when you're thinking right, and we know how fast thought travels, so now when you're thinking right and you're perfectly putting positive thoughts and positive energy out into the universe, 
there's no way anything can come back to you except positivity. You just have to be willing to be the one to do it. So, yeah. Yep. 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 I remember Steve Harvey said a quote. He said, when you want to win and you have the right heart, people will help you win. Right. Right. People will help you win. And you won't even know where they're coming from. You just have to get out there and start doing the work. God will send the angels to you that you need when you need them. And I bear witness to that, being working with my father at the Bedside Volunteer Ambulance Corps for 25 years, day in, day out. There were times that we thought them doors were closing because we just didn't see any way going through. And out of nowhere came that ram in the bush. But that's because wow. the God, the God had us the whole time because the idea was right. The idea was at the right time, and because we genuinely were out there to, for the benefit of our people in help trying to help them out of a condition that they were in, and we had fun doing it. So it, it was a win-win all the way around. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, Brother Forrest, I keep in mind in the background. I, Brother Forrest, I know you there in the background, and we talked a little last week about it, but now while this black male nurse is on the line who also has worked through COVID and has seen death wholesale because of COVID, but you, with all of your comorbidities and your heart condition the way it is, you have successfully come through being COVID positive, and you're still here to talk to us about it. Why don't you jump in here and talk to this nurse about your situation and your journey that you went through? Okay, maybe he's, you know, on the board connecting together, connecting lines, answering phones or something. But anyway, yeah. Yeah, so this 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 is what it's all about, family. And family, feel free. Call in. Join this this conversation here, 563-999-3089. And for those of you that are on the line, that you know you stuck in your teeth, got your face all twisted, turned up, talking about man, what you see, you know you hating. Stop hating. Stop hating. Okay. We trying to build. We trying to build something here. We putting positive energy into the atmosphere. We are promoting brothers, promoting and supporting each other, and not tearing each other down with negativity. That's what this show is about. So if that's what you're about, call in. If you call in on any other tip, you're getting straight up fire. I'm just putting that out there right now. Brother Yusuf, I think it's for you to come in uh, because, you know, I'm, I'm about I'm going off. I'm going on a tangent. <laughs> no, it's all right, Brother Rudolph. Speak straight words. Only God says speak straight words, brother. Or as they say in the street, why don't you tell us how you really feel? But anyway, brothers and sisters, it's 4.39 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We welcome you again to another edition of Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness. We've been joined by uh, our dear brother Greg York, who was with us uh, last week, and we talked about um, his desire to 
take this medical profession to another level, sort of like FUBU, for us, by us. And right. we've also been joined by our dear brother, Brother Rudy Muhammad, who just completed, you know, his nursing uh, degree and, and, and curriculum, and he's moving forward from not just knowing the uh, technical skills and the operations of it all, but he too desires to uh, build institutions, and he's on his way. So we oftentimes say here on Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness that um, we say it's about community involvement, community investment, community partnership for community risk reduction. And since we are no C words, uh, Brother Rudy and uh, Brother Greg, how important is three C words? Communication, collaboration, and coordination as you move forward in doing what you, you 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 believe is your purpose to do at this time. Let's go with Brother Rudy and then to Brother Greg. Brother Rudy, you still with us? Yes, I am, sir. I think I'm here. Yeah, I don't know if you heard me. I, I wanted to know three C words. How important is it as you attempt to uh, achieve goals beyond what you've already achieved. How important is collaboration, coordination, and communication? It's very, very important, very vital. Those three those three uh those three issues are very, very important because it helps get the job done. You can't do it alone. And you need different professionals in different fields. It's like we're gonna set up a hospital. You deal with the nurse, then you deal with if a person has a sword, you deal with the speech therapist. We deal with physical therapy. So there's different, we call interpersonal, interprofessional help. So that's mm-hmm. very important, very vital that everybody's involved. Everybody's involved. It's like, a, it's, like a, it's like a football team or a basketball team. Everybody can't be the forward. Everybody can't be the center. Everybody has a part to play in this person's life. So it, it goes hand in hand. You can't have one without the other. So I as a nurse can't do it alone. I need other collaborations. It's very, and communication is very important too as well. Communication is very, 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 very vital because it, it costs the person their life. Communication mm. is the most vital thing as far as getting things done and saving the person's life. So Beautiful. we are, on, so on a spiritual level, we're saving their life spiritually, we're also saving their life physically. So um, absolutely, absolutely. Yes, sir. Uh, Brother Greg, you want to chime in on that, the importance of collaboration, coordination, and communication? Brother Greg, you still with us, sir? He may be having a little difficulty. Yes, sir. With his phone. Yeah, you know, last week, Brother Greg was talking about Brother Rudolph, um, him writing a letter, as he mentioned to you, Brother Rudy, to do, you know, research beyond where you are to go to various governmental agencies, 
uh, different institutions, be it private or public, to learn a little bit more about what it is you want to do. And he mentioned writing a letter to, I don't know who it was, I think the head of, uh, let's just say for lack of better description, the, the, the medical profession in the state of New York to uh, share his desire to run an institution, a medical institution. Right. And as you know, medical institutions all over America are, are shutting down. Yeah. Or if they're targeted by big business, then it's just the opposite. They they buy up the whole block. I know in the city of White Plains, New York, the uh, medical society there, White Plains Medical Hospital, they built they they built two, three, four block radius of different institutions wow. because you're dealing with people who have that money and have partners right. that have that money, and and we know healthcare. It's very profitable today. It's a business. It's like, yeah, everything is being monopolized today. And I'm down yeah. here in uh, southern Virginia, southeastern Virginia, the 757 area code. They call it uh, the Sintera Medical Facilities. I'm telling right. you, in every city, which is as big as a county, Sintera monopolized the, the whole medical field. Yes, so, sir. Wow. Uh, you know, when Brother uh, Greg talked about communicating with those above, you know, what we understand it to do, I thought that was critically important. Now, it's so much deeper today. Brother Greg, you with us? I, I, I'll just say this. Um, it's so much deeper today than like yesteryear. And I'm not going too far back, Brother Rudolph, yesteryear. We can we can start with your your wonderful father, may Allah be pleased with him. Commander James Robinson started the Best Stop Volunteer Ambulance uh Corps. And at that time the outreach in terms of trying to get some help, as you said it was critically important at that time that you got the community to buy in to some kind of letter writing campaign. Right. But now, but now with technology being what it is, if you can get our people to write to whoever you they need to write to, it it's 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 immediate now with email and, and whatnot. Totally different than what it was before, but. Community communication to support what it is you want to do is critically important, whether it's email, whether it's social media, whether it's uh, uh, any kind of media streams today. But we have to rally the support of what it is we're trying to do, or we find it to our benefit if we do that. Uh, I'm going to close out on it this point by saying I remember back in the day we remember Brother Gil Noble, who was the yeah. uh, journalist of Like It Is. Yeah. And he was catching some heat from other people who didn't want to see him bring the level of consciousness of, of guests he brought on his show. And so they had a letter-writing campaign, and it ended up in his office. It ended up at his supervisor's office at ABC. And then so he asked the black community 
well, let's rally and uh, balance out and debunk this other mail that we're receiving saying they want me off the show. So anyway, long story short, he had a four-tier, what do you call that thing, Uh, cabinet uh, that you put your your information cabinet. He had a four-tier cabinet. And the opposition to his show was four draws high. But the the, the the people who wanted the show to stay on, our people, didn't support him. They had one draw of, you know, support. So I'm just saying that to say that's just one tactic that we need to consider in terms of uh, collaboration, coordination, and communication. What do you think, Brother Rudolph? Brother, I think that, you know, it's, it's past time for us as a people to stop complaining about our situation and our life and do something about it. That's right. Part of that doing something about it is getting involved. See, um, we have great ideas. We have, you know, great energy, great hustle, you know, good thing. What where we lack though is following through with some of the more tedious procedures that if you will quote unquote um Robert's rules of order dictate. So those letter writing campaigns, those phone calls, that constant persistent pressure, uh, you know, on the powers that be, we're not good with that. We don't follow through with that. We drop the ball there. So I think that's something that we need to take a lesson from our open enemy on how well the campaigns work to get the attention of those who are in the seats of power and authority. Well, you know what, uh, Brother Rudolph? We we have another guest who we don't even call a guest. He's a friend of the program. He's our personal friend as well, who's also in the process of uh, developing an institution in the city of Atlanta, in that metropolitan area. Brother Allah, if you're in the studio, Brother Allah, welcome to Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness. And feel free to chime in, Brother, on anything you've heard thus far. And they tell me you had a birthday anniversary, so another revolution around the planet, Brother, around the sun. We thank you, brother, for being on the show. Assalamu alaikum, brother Law. How are you, beloved? Well, alaikum salam. Assalamu alaikum, family. Thank you for the introduction. Yes, sir. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I was listening in on the show. Man, as usual, y'all are right on point. Right on point. And brother Rudolph. And Brother Rudy were on point most definitely, especially when he talked about the care, the type of care that we get and the type of training that we get and being advocates for ourselves and advocates for our family and advocates for our people. One of the main reasons that we get the lower care and all of that, it's not because we, there's no black people working there or there's no this or there's no that. But the deck, is, the deck is stacked against us because we don't 
create the rules. We're not on the board. We're not. We don't have the positions, or 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 or. The, some of us don't have the qualifications because we just don't go for them. Because there's no training for them. The deck, that's one of the reasons why the deck is stacked against us. Our what we have to do now, and this is what I'm in the process of doing, is starting to train everybody and give them exactly what they need to excel, not just to get the job, no, to get the job that they want or the job that they desire versus the job that they offer you or the job that's available. And, 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 and even as an as a EMT, a lot of the training that I do is in the EMS field. Let's, I don't only teach EMS stuff. I teach I teach emergency management things. Why? Because I don't want you to just be an EMT or a paramedic or, you know, a nurse because you learned a little CPR from me. I want you to be great at it. I want you to know the next level. And that's the deck. So when you apply for that job, you already have experience in it. Not, oh, well, I I, I don't have this, but I don't know that. No, you know it. You know it because you got it and we taught it. And we went over it, and we went over it, because I didn't want you to be an EMT. I wanted you to be an emergency manager. I wanted you to be a medic. I wanted you to be an EMS supervisor. And that's the thinking that we have to go in as, instead of just getting the job, get in the management position, get in the teaching position. And and that's what uh, Commander Rocky Robinson always taught us, is just don't just get in the game, be the game. Right. Right. That's right. right. That's right. right. That's right, and and, and you're so right, brother, and again, now is our time. It's about being a game changer now. You know, and and I'm going to say this, promoting ourselves, not bragging, um, but also I'm tired of diminishing our shine because other people are self-conscious or get uh, feeling some way about us, when we walk in the room, we got to downplay ourselves so they feel comfortable. Man, bump you. Bump you, okay? That's right. Back with that, okay? No more. We're not doing that no more. This ain't that step and fetch it era no more. We ain't scratching where we don't itch. We ain't bowing, genuflecting, none of that. So get with the program or get out the way. It's that simple. This system is broken. And it's like a computer. When your the pop-ups keep coming up, what you do? You shut the whole damn thing down, and then you restart it and get things configured the right way so that you can do what you need to do. Well, the whole damn system needs to shut the hell down. And that, all right, all right, here we go. Right away, people are going to say, oh, Brother Rudolph, what you talking about, man? Oh, if you shut down the health care system, people going to die. Hell, people die. What the hell are you talking about? Where you been at? <laughs> no, we dying now, but we dying by wholesale numbers. More of our people are sure dying daily sure in are. the healthcare system than in a war zone. So what the hell, man? You know that's man, outside. You let us be the only one dying. Is it what they say? Don't rock the boat, man. The hell with that. Turn the damn boat over. Let everybody be in the damn war. Yep. Sorry, brother. You, know, brother Yusuf, you better jump in, brother. Brother, brother Yusuf, you better jump no, in. You, no, no, brother. Point, brother you right on point, brother. You right on point, brother. You right on point, man. You right on and point. I agree with him, brother. He, he,
see, that's that's the foundation of God's world being established. We got to do that on our own. And right now, there's a change going on. It's a change, and the, and the God is at the root of it. Like you said, the time is now. A lot of the yes, root of it, and a change is going to happen. We're part of that change. Right. Change is not an event. Change is a process. So we are the we are the we are the, the beneficiaries of that change. Look That's at the right. timing. Look at the timing. This ain't by accident. This is by design. The God's at the root of all of this. That's right. God's at the root of all of this, and we have His backing. That's why we cannot lose in no way. All we got to do is stand up on what we have, and He'll back us. Period. He'll back us. Right. Right. We can't punk out yes, now. Yes, sir. No more punk. That's why I like what you said about let us all be in the water. Because until we are all in the water, that's when we're standing equal out to eye in the water. Because if we're standing up, some people taller, some people shorter, but we're in the water, we all the same height. And when they're affected, the, the powers that be are affected, they want to do something about it. So let us all be in the water. Let us all see eye to eye so we can directly deal with this problem. And, and, and stop playing around. Well, yes, sir. I just want to add to what you, what everybody is saying in the, in the big, yeah. the, the big picture. You have an idea like Brother Rudy has in Arizona. He has a brother assisting him. He's going to put forth the step to make the idea an actual reality. Of the five thousand or so hospitals in the United States. Let's say about two-thirds or 3,900 of them are very profitable. Well, that, what's profitable means they're, they're, they're doing well. There's, there's organizations, there's grants, there's money that once the organization is open that you're going to get automatically. I can't say what the figures are. As people move forward and they see the applications, and once your application is in and you get that little charter to say you're a clinic or you're a hospital, there's money the, the state's, the state's going to give you. There's money the federal government is going to give you automatically, basically for one reason. There's hospitals that are failing because they don't have the properly trained people. There's clinics that are folding because they don't have enough trained people. So now the idea of we we coming in, we coming in training people. So at the mm. same time as we training people, and we at the same time are opening up a clinic or in the process of opening up a, a small hospital or, like I mentioned to you earlier, a trauma center, we're going to have a direct network with what? Having the school, and while the school is training people, and when they get to certain levels, to automatically work in the system, we already there. So now we're going to be providing our clinics, our hospitals, with the people we training. We may be yes, able sir. to put somebody on the plane here in New York City and, and fly him out to Arizona because he has that need. Or maybe somebody in yep. New York has a family member out there and they want to relocate because they fell in love. And I can say, well, I got a brother, Rudy, out in Arizona. Let me connect you with him. And it could be just coming from New York, trained, affiliate, without affiliation in Arizona, or the affiliation in Atlanta, or whatever affiliations we can create along the way, because now we have the model. The model is 
we, 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 this is being done. We opening up an LPM program. From the LPM program to the RM program. And as we open up these businesses, and now where do you go from here? Now, and, and if Brother Rudy is on the line, he can also understand that you get your RN, somebody may want to take it a little level higher and get their bachelor's degree. Okay, so now that you have the RN program, how do you matriculate that to either, either create a relationship with a college or a university or Brother Rudy in Arizona, you can also create your own college. I was yes, on the sir. phone with Corin. I think that's her name. Yes. We, we, getting every, we getting everything together now. We putting the pieces in place so these steps can be made. I was already on the phone with Sister Corin, and she's going to help to matriculate us from coming to an LPN RN program to a college or a university or junior college. So we put these steps in right now. So here's the same thing you can start to do proactive just to make the overall program better for us and our community. You got your RN. What if they want to become a, 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 a get their bachelor's? Well, you can go from an RN program to a college. I'm yeah. going to give you an idea. So I'm aware, I'm aware of an organization, and I can't say the name. I, I didn't get permission to say it. But let me just go out the realm of understanding of finances. I'm never going to stop being a capitalist because a capitalist can take care of a host of individuals if the right mindset is there. That means we can create the job for ourselves, and we can create excellent, great financial opportunity. Why do I say that? I know of an organization right now. They just paid everybody. 150000 200000 300000 This organization just paid everybody. But after they paid everybody, you know how much the owner still has to play with? $60 million. I want everybody to understand that. Here is an organization, after every bill was paid, every paper clip, every paper and the violations and the charter and the taxes and the fees and the finances, and everything in payroll. He's sitting home, probably in Tahiti somewhere on the beach. He has $60 million. He could go to every state, and he can buy up a whole area, and he can build the clinic, and he can build the hospital. So here's some things that we need to look at that we can do ourselves, and we can probably do it better, and we can probably do it Excellent. And now we can set the goal for the legacy. What's the legacy? Rudy Muhammad, Arizona, RN program. Rudy, Rudy Muhammad in Arizona University. Rudy Muhammad, Arizona healthcare clinic, trauma center. How about hospital? And then when you look at all those things, it started out small to something big. I'm looking at you hiring maybe. 800, 1,000, 2,000 brothers and sisters and private people just like ourselves. Here is something that can last forever, and that's a legacy because now is the time. And like Brother Rudy said, either lead, follow, or get out of my way. Yes, sir. Matter of fact, Brother, um, I'm going to be, after I finish my, uh, in January, I'm going for my nurse practitioner's license. So it's uh, Cameron University is a is a is a bridge program, bachelor's, master's, 
and their practice at the same time. It's a three-year, three-month program. So I start that program in January. But I see what you're saying, brother. We can catapult and start a business and start a college on our own. Absolutely. Absolutely. And again, with the collaboration, you don't have to do everything. Each of us can right. pick and right. focus on and to expound on. And because we are collaborating with each other, we still have everything in place because we can always just pick up the phone or send a text or an email for screening. With this failing system that's here. But the work has to be done. Make no mistake about it. Nobody's going to give us anything. We're going to have to work for it. We're going to have to fight for it. And most of all, to have a successful business, we're going to have to protect it. And Yep. On that note, that protecting side, we need an army. We need an army yep. that's going to be um, that's going to be, of course, trained, but also that's going to be loyal to what we're doing because of the benefit that it's going to have for us there and their families also because their families can get involved into it and can get up over the poverty line and they can they're growing up in overnight. So now we don't have no more black ghettos. We have thriving communities that have learned how to make our communities a safe and decent place because the people that's in it but mostly starting with this the in the community have taken a stand that more this is not going on in my community anymore. That we're gonna look out and protect our women and our children and we're going to help each other get up to a level and each other be thriving and our businesses and to spend our money with each other to keep it flowing in our community to benefit us. I, yes, sir. I'm sorry, I'm the preach, brother Yusuf. No, that's your job. I'm the deacon. I'm not the I'm the deacon. <laughs> no, brothers. I mean, look, brother Rudolph. I think our, our guests and our listening audience might too, might be a little too young to remember uh, James Brown, the Godfather of Soul, but he used to have a lyric that said, "We don't want nobody to give us nothing." Just open up the door, and we'll get it ourselves. Right, or, or, right. Or, 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 or ludicrous might, Luda might say, hey, move, get out the way. Get out the way. And you know Biggie <laughs> might say, kick in the door, wave in the 4-4. Look, right. we have to have the perseverance and the will to want to do it. Brother Rudy already said the Most High God has already laid the path for us to be successful. You know, um, one of the elders, pioneers, may Allah be pleased with him, Dr. Carl Holmes, who was a uh, yes, brilliant brother. emergency manager, uh, strategic planner, brother Allah, 
he he used to say we we all are kind of familiar with that axiom. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Don't fix it. But but his <laughs> style was, if it ain't broke, break the damn break. thing and rebuild it better. You right. understand? That's it. Rebuild so it better. That's what this is reminding me of, the, the, the beautiful exchange between Brother Rudy, Brother Allah, Brother Greg, and yourself, Brother Rudolph. The, the, you know, I can't help myself. I try not to do it, but. You know, in the final analysis, when we're talking about improving the health care, it's like um, there's a passage, a scripture in the Holy Quran that says, and whoever saves a life, it is as though he had saved the lives of all men. That's sort of five. Go ahead, Pastor. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to fall back. Hold on. What did they you say? Know, hey, Brother say yes, sir. Brother Yusuf, how they say it? Two to five, I have 32. Read. Read. <laughs> Ikra, in the name of thy Lord. You know, so yes, yes, yes. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. So, um, look, well, brothers and well, sisters, well, we're at uh, 5.09 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We passed over the threshold of the first hour. And I pray that, you know, you've extracted some pearls and nuggets that these brothers have given us, and we can continue with it. I, I thought I heard a voice. Is that you, Brother Greg? You want to add on to something, beloved? Yes, I just wanted to add on, especially because Brother um, Rudy and Arizona's on the line, and I just want to, you know, give him, like, you know, ideas for the big picture. Like, he's going to go get his nurse practitioner, which means in the realm of things, once he completes that task, he can sign off on a clinic. He can sign off on a hospital as a nurse practitioner. I'm not sure if he's aware of these things. Um, but at that level, they're going to say you need a doctor or, 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 or someone in the medical field to sign off as a nurse practitioner, well, and, Brother Rudy. But, 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 a Greg, but a Greg, in Arizona, we don't need a doctor to sign off in Arizona. Okay. For nurse practitioner. So in Arizona, you don't need a... So in Arizona, you don't need a doctor to open up a hospital as for the signature. No, sir. No, sir. Okay, because I know in certain states, they don't like New York State, they don't allow a business itself to own a hospital or a medical. The business that owns it has to be the business of a doctor. So if, if Arizona, they can just open it. That's even better because then it's less, it's less paperwork. And it just opens up the door for you to achieve things easier. When you look at, let's say, like you're doing, I got a lot of static on the phone. I'm hoping you guys can hear me. Got a lot of static. But if, if you look at the big picture, let's say, once you get the school going, you get the finances to open up the hospital. A hospital needs security. So you will be bringing brothers in the field to security. The hospital needs staff and receptionists and people to work in different areas of the hospital. They need lab technicians. There's a lot of static on the phone. I'm not sure who it is. You need lab technicians. You need somebody in engineering. You need x-ray. So when you look at the big picture, look at the amount of brothers and sisters that we're about to be able to afford the opportunity for training, 
occupation and employment, that now we can spread that out into other areas of Arizona, other cities in Arizona. That now we can create the model of a black business state to state. Yes, sir. And you know, brother, you know, it's about using your resources. You know, with all due respect, I work directly for the Honorable Louis Farrakhan in Arizona at the National House. So at a certain point, we can get the medicine involved. Well, but that would be a beautiful thing because I think at a certain point, I'm looking at within the next two to three to four years tops, I think all our programs will be up and running, and then we can move on to the next phase and the next phase and the next phase because there's going to be the next generation and the next generation, the next generation, and now we can give them something, a tool. And once we give them that tool, they can take care of themselves. We're not necessarily, like exactly. Brother Allah said, exactly. giving them a job. We're giving you a tool. And if you got a tool, you can use that tool. And once you use that tool to better right. yourself and better, your, better yourself, now we're bringing back the idea how, the black brothers and sisters had it back in the 30s and the 40s, but we understand that there was an area in Texas called Black Wall Street. There's area that would thrive in black communities that we had resistance and people kept into traffic, but now with the mindset and the direction that a group of brothers is put together, I, I believe what Brother Rudy said, it's unstoppable. Lead, follow, or get out of my way. Yes, sir. That's it. Yes, sir. That's it. And that's the attitude we have to have. We have to develop that mindset now holistically. All of us have to develop that mindset. No more passive aggression. No more being passive and allowing things to just exist because... We don't want to make waves and make other people feel. And you know how they try and throw that guilt trip on you? Well, you're making so-and-so feel uncomfortable. Making so-and-so feel uncomfortable after 400 years of child slavery and then Jim Crow and then Jim Crow Esquire and then our families being the, the, uh, um, the, the, economically, socially, educationally, because of a system that was set up to keep us there, and you think I give a damn about how other people feel about what I say and me being in the room? Oh, you you talking to the wrong one right now. I don't give a damn because nobody gave a damn about me or my family or the condition that we in. Nobody gives a damn about the black man and what he has to go through. But the minute he wants to start talking, now everybody wants to talk about feelings being hurt. Well, we lost lives, so don't compare lives to feelings. True. True. I'm sorry, Brother Yusuf. I got to get the water. I'm sorry. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, that's right. And we just got to add the caveat that the most honorable Elijah Muhammad came, and he taught us how to eat to live. And it may be two different things, but it's the same thing when you talk about health care and tuning into our God-given immune system, which is the best defense against COVID-19. 
we got to bring it right down to the modern day and time. The Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad said if we eat the proper food and eat at the proper time, the food will keep us living a long, long time. You know, we're talking about health care as it relates to this system, and it's a, a Herculean job to do the things that we discussed to do, and it can be done because it is our time, but our people have to understand there's some things they have to do in right. terms of building up their health care, their immune system, their uh, uh, the boosters of good nutrition, getting out in the sun, fresh air, exercise, vitamin D, vitamin D3, vitamin C, quercetin, zinc. You know, we live in a very uh, a peculiar time, and I know you might say, well, how can you connect the dots to the healthcare institutions we're talking about getting? Well, we don't want our people to think, well, once it's built, okay, we'll be healed. And by the time you get to the institution, it may be too late. So some right. things you can do on your own in this particular uh, time that we're living in, whether it's COVID-19 or, or I'm talking pop. about some, there you go, took the word right out of my mouth. And uh, what came across the screen today, you see the flooding that hit uh, Kentucky last week. Yes, sir. Flooding hitting all over America. Yes, Floods of mosquitoes. And now they're talking about the resurgence of the West Nile, West Nile uh, virus. You see what I'm saying? So it's some yes, things sir. that we can do. So I know what you meant, Brother Rudolph, by nobody came. To, 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 to help our condition, our wretched condition, but we know somebody did come 9,000 miles from the east to the west seeking to save that which was lost, raised the most honorable Elijah Muhammad and left for us. Yes, sir. That's honorable right. Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. So I just wanted to add that as a caveat. Beautiful. At 518 Beautiful. p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You know, and, and while while you, since you added that and you put that little curve and that's on it, and, and you know we can go with this. Listen, family. So we're talking about building or, or, or setting the architecture for something that could become a reality worldwide, wherever our people are. Okay, but this also means now that the very people that we're trying to help. You have a responsibility to make yourself available and make yourself a positive part of this change. So what we're talking about is the how-to do the how-to. So if you know that you want to get into the medical field, you want to become a nurse, let's say, but you know that you suck in math, then maybe you need to find in your neighborhood, find somebody that's good in math, and let them start tutoring you so that you can bring your, your aptitude level up to par so that you can be where you need to be so that when that door of opportunity opens, you're qualified to step into it. Because, again, even if by some stroke of imagination overnight black people took over, we still ain't talking about no handouts no more. We ain't talking right. about no handouts. We talking about each man being well equipped 
to get the things that he needs for himself and his family. So if you know educationally that's where you're weak at, then we need to set up the prep classes within the community to get you up to par so that when the exam comes, you can take the exam with confidence and blow it out the water. Some people, like myself, when Sister LaShawn was talking about the LPN class last week, I was one of those that had to go to the prep class for the prep class for the prep class in the community. Because <laughs> I was just that bad in math. So I had to be tutored before I could be tutored before I could get into the prep class before the class. Um, welcome to Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness. To whom do we have the pleasure of speaking to, and how may we be of service to you? Hi, Salam Alaikum. This is Brother Reginald Muhammad. How you doing? How you doing? Ha 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 ha! Brother Yusuf. Yes, sir. Praise be to Allah. How are you, brother? How's the queen? How's the family? Everybody's well, brother. We're trying to get past this 104, 105, 106 blistering heat right now in in Texas, uh, in Austin, Texas in particular. So we are just trying to survive, brother. How are you and the family, brother? You survive. Oh, brother, we tried to survive on this end too. I'm so glad that you called in, brother, because now maybe we can get an update uh, of the landscape of what went on last week. In uh, Wisconsin, at National Training. Yes, sir. Everything was wonderful, brother. Everything was wonderful. The spirit, the spirit was on high. The spirit was on cloud ten, brother. You know, pre going to, you know, the pre going to the uh, the national training and the post leaving was just wonderful, brother. So I can tell you that, yes, you know. I say this before I even get into the spill of what I did and what we did and what the unit must must constantly continue to train on, but just hearing from my leader teaching God one more time was was a blessing in in the disguise because a lot of us didn't know that he will be attending. A lot of us didn't know that he was in the audience, that he was in the house, as they would say. So just hearing from him one more time was a blessing. And this counting right. on his ever, ever so blessing words that he gave us was just something that we can all go back and parse and talk about and, right. and study. Um, okay, and and it was just it was wonderful, man. It was wonderful. Yes, yes, man. That's a blessing. That's a blessing. So yeah, man. it was. I mean, it was it was a blessing, brother. It was a blessing. Just and not only just that. Not only just that, but hearing from Brother Ishmael. You know, Brother Ishmael did a wonderful job uh, that Friday. You know what I'm saying? That's and right. and yeah. that really set the tone. That set the tone for the whole spiritual development of the believers in that morning. You know, I don't know if many people know, but Brother Ishmael spoke that morning that he was only supposed to speak for 30 minutes. But his spirit and him being enlightened by the attendance and the believers and the love that was coming from on high from the believers, he spoke for an hour and some change, and that's what uplifted the – like, that set the tone for every person in the room and uh, for the 600 participants that were there. So it was a wow. wonderful, wonderful experience. Yes, sir. 
Again, you know, just following the coattail of Brother Ishmael, student minister, uh, national assistant Brother Ishmael, just understanding right after him, you know, we got the, the, the program and, and we seen that our workshop was right after his. So, of course, we were like, oh, Allah, give us the spirit, the energy, and the, and the fortitude to come after such a giant such as him. Uh, so, you know, we, we went in there. And we did our part, man, but you know what's so funny about it is everybody's spirit was already on high. So for us to come in and do our piece, everybody was just so every everybody was just on on, on cloud ten and we yes, brought them sir. to cloud twenty. And uh just for them to see I know that's right. I know just that's for right. them to see yes, us sir. come in and, and uh do our first little portion of uh you know, we did a little skit that that morning right. and just for them to see us and our and our Tyvek suits uh you know making people feel uncomfortable uh I even right. had one brother tell me brother if you if you didn't tell me that your name was Muhammad and you was a believer you was going to get beat down cuz I had no idea what you were doing <laughs> with that white shooter. I know that's and right. I was like I was like oh praise be to Allah so it was it, it was a wonderful experience and of course sister Sister Christina uh, put down a wonderful, wonderful presentation of, you know, her piece. It was received well. Uh, a lot of people were on their seats. A lot of people in attendance were taking notes. Uh, we got a lot of people, you know, taking notes, asking questions. Uh, it was just a wonderful, wonderful time, man. And I, I pray that a lot, you know, give us the, the peace of mind to say we taught, train, and, and put people at ease of what they can learn uh, from our workshop. Right. Right, yes, sir, because that that's what it's all about, teaching, training, and enlightening people. To... Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Afterwards, afterwards, it was a wonderful uh, greeting from Brother Ishmael. He, he told Sister Christina, he gave Sister Christina the greetings, and he told her thank you because he's seen that she had a lot of informative information to give to the believers, so he greeted her. And then he also told her thank you, and, and that lets us know that warms our heart that we did our job, so to speak, right. Um, right. on receiving the information. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, Brother Reginald, we thank you, brother, as always, for calling in and informing our listening audience of uh, the update of the landscape, if you will, as it relates to the inner city 10,000 fearless there in Austin and in, in Texas, in that, that region. Um, if you were to share with us, in addition to, I mean, to hear the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan at the end, I agree with you wholeheartedly to hear Brother Student Minister Ishmael in the beginning. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Uh, but as it relates to your presentation, could you give our listening audiences maybe three things that Allah revealed to you as, you know, you prepared, as you planned, as you 
implemented and as you critiqued it afterwards, could you share with our listening audience maybe three things that come to mind that, you know, may help them and may have helped you as we move forward with, you know, disaster awareness for community preparedness? Yes, sir, absolutely. Wonderful, wonderful question. And before I go into that, Brother Yusuf, I could have sworn, I put this on the God, man, I could have sworn that I seen you there. <laughs> you may have been in presence, but it was a brother with a silhouette just like yours that wear the green sash just like yours, and I was about to go greet the brother, but as I was going up in that direction, we were called in to do our, our presentation. So then I lost that particular brother. So I don't know if that was you, but I would just extend the greetings to you right now because I thought I seen you there, really. Yes, uh, sir. No, yes, I didn't sir. have the opportunity to be there, but I'll return the greetings. Walaikum <laughs> salam. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I, I promise you, brother, brother had on a gray suit just like yours, bro. I promise you. But, uh, yes, sir, um, it was a wonderful, wonderful experience, man. You know, just, you know, before... I say anything, you know, doing something for our nation, uh, such as disaster preparedness, we have to understand that a lot of believers are sometimes in tune, but a lot of times they're not in tune. <clears throat> and, and, and putting on a actual a simulation or a workshop or something of that magnitude, sometimes it, it takes, you know, the fortitude to do so, and it gives you the butterflies, you know, all that kind of stuff. But understanding right. this believing family when you go in with a clear heart clear mind and you've done your job as far as study you know you you pray on it you you do most of you know fasting on it before you even get to some cities whether it be Savior's Day Holy Day of Atonement or the family summit or just you know national trainings it's just something about doing it for the believers you know that you're going to get well received and well uh, taught if you know like I said once believers have done their job but, you know, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I have butterflies. I can't speak for Sister Christina and the team, but I can just imagine they have butterflies as well. But in that, having butterflies, just knowing that we're coming right after Brother Ishmael, and that never, I, that never happened before, knowing that the spiritual counterpart was there, and then we're right after him, we knew, all of us knew that we had to bring our A game. So mm-hmm. that's why we came up with something of a magnitude of a Tyvek suit because no one has ever seen, for the most part, other than a disaster movie or a, um, you know, or a simulation, if you would say, no one has ever seen anybody in a, in a hazmat suit, a Tyvek suit, or any suit of chemical radiation or anything like that unless you work in that field. So once we came up with that idea, that already set the tone that was going to throw people off because no one knew if somebody come in there with that suit, they automatically thought that it was either COVID-related or chemical-related. So once we came in there with that suit, it actually threw everybody off because they didn't know what to do. And not only that, they didn't know where to go, leave, stay, or what. So that threw everybody off to the point where it was... Say that again, I'm sorry? I said, yeah, should I say that go? Yes, sir. Absolutely, absolutely. So it threw everybody off. So once we got a chance to set the tone of the of the workshop that we were doing with that presence, 
that laid the base of everything that we were doing. And that, that only uh, only was lasting maybe 10 minutes or so, but we gave such a, a wonderful presentation of that because we have believers in the audience that that were a part of the simulation, their brothers and sisters that acted accordingly and they acted as if they passed out because they couldn't breathe or the mask was too tight, whatever the case may be. So we had a live simulation going on right there amongst the believers that no one knew about except for those who was in the parties that was involved. And we had one sister, excuse me, that was, uh, she was nervous, and she was trying to help the sister that fell out, and she said she didn't know that that was the simulation. She said, I just seen a believer on the ground, and I was just trying to help the believer. She said, but once I realized that it was a simulation, I had to back up because I was trying to give the sister some some uh, breathing room or give her a bag to breathe in. She said she was trying to help the sister. And we was like, all praises be to Allah. But that lets us know in time of need, believers will be helping other believers in time of need. So that simulation, like I said, only went for 10 minutes or so. And then after that, we all left the room, and once we left the room, Sister Christina got on the stage, and she did, like I said, a wonderful presentation of, of her part. And once she laid that down, it was like a calmness, but it was like everybody, you could see everybody, every row, everybody was taking out their notepads, pens, paper, and they would start taking notes on every, every, every nuance of what she was saying. And that's what let me know, man, we are listening, training, and we are starting to understand that it's time now. It's time for us to get on our deem and go back to our humble abodes and start training. That's right. right. That's right. Well, thank you, brother. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I don't know if Brother Allah still with us, Brother Rudy still with us, or Brother... Yes, uh, with us. If you have a question for Brother Reginald, I'm sure he'd be more than willing to uh, engage. Yes, sir. Brother Reginald, assalamualaikum. This is Brother Allah. Walaikum salam. Yes, sir. Good to hear you, brother. Good to hear you. What I wanted to, I, I really wish I could have been there. That sounds like, it sounds like y'all had a lot of fun. And I, uh, I mean, it sounds like y'all had a lot of learning going on, and it was a great experience. Um, I do want to touch base with you, and maybe we can we can sit down and, and do some and do some training otherwise, or come out there when you do some of your some of your stuff. Um, we'll be talking touching base in the future on on some training programs and things like that. But I just wanted to let absolutely. you know that I hear you, and I keep up the great work. Absolutely, brother. Absolutely, we are a team. Uh, that are qualified in uh, different aspects, but in most aspects of of disaster preparedness, we have been training, man, for, you know, as as in in an urban word, umpteen years. We've been live on live scenes for uh, umpteen years. We've been across this American uh, cities, states, towns, and we've seen a lot, man, and uh, we have no problem coming to you or you coming to us but we love to train and we love to train people that have like mind and like spiritual heart and understanding that this is a time that we must train because Allah is not playing with this world that we have in front of us so we don't train we got to understand these words man we we protect what we love 
So if you love someone, if you love someone that's close to you or that are 2,000, 3,000, 6,000 miles away from you, just get them the training that they need so they won't have to wait on somebody to save them. Right. Yes, sir. Excellent, exactly excellent point, brother. Excellent point. You know, brother Reginald, I just saw the team at work uh, the other day. I was doing some research, and I ran across uh, brother Kiam's uh, website where he had pictures of uh, the the ten thousand fearless. I guess you were in New Orleans at that time. Uh, doing the work, and I thought it was beautiful. I think it was Brother Kiam or Brother Stu's Minister Willie, but to see yeah, the that team was, at that work. Yes, uh, yeah, I'm not to cut you off, but that was Stu's Minister Willie. He called us. He called us in. Uh, we we know the brother very very well. They had a tropical storm come through that was about to get turned into a hurricane. Uh, but we uh, we heard the call as as they were saying. We seen the Batman signal go up. Uh, so once we see the right. Batman signal go up, we automatically respond because our brothers and sisters and believing family is in need, man. You know, anytime you know Allah puts his his uh, calamities to work, we got to understand. The honorable minister Louis Farrakhan told us to watch the weather, and every time That's he right. say watch the weather, we must watch the weather. Or he would say, uh, after this broadcast, we must watch after the broadcast. There's many different things that he would tell us that we got to keep our spiritual antennas up uh, that he would give us warnings for. But when he tell us that, we got to absolutely get in tune with what he says, and then we respond. So the brother gave us a call and told us how many uh, little small cities in that town were affected. Um, and we just we brought we brought a U-Haul truck full of uh, everything that you can possibly imagine um, to that actual town. Plus, we bought a truck with gas in it, so people were able to get gas. Because a lot of people don't understand, during time of need, most gas stations are shut down because water. If it's a flooding event, water uh, gets into the gas, which shuts the whole pump down, so you can't get no gas. So we bought a gas truck in to uh, to aid and relieve some believers, and then we bought a lot of a lot of stuff for men, women, and children to uh, to work uh, food, clothing, and shelter for people to use uh, during that time. So if you look at the video on his page, um, he was talking, he, he did a little small video, but he was talking about it. But if you look at the video on his page, he was talking about us coming in and then rendering aid. And that's not the first time that we did it. We did it before as well, uh, but we just haven't did, you know, that was the second time that we did New Orleans. But our first tour, brother, our first tour was uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. That was our very, 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 very first tour on disaster preparedness, and you know it was a tropical storm that hit Baton Rouge. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. As, as, as brother, as brother Yusuf always says, it's better to be proactive than to be reactive, and that's what we have to start being in our community. We have to start being more proactive and understand and look at the weather and understand what's going on and actually respond. I'm very familiar with the area you're talking about, Baton Rouge, because I've been sent to. Uh, Gonzalez, which is about uh, 15 miles away, and we, or in my emergency management team, we post up in Gonzalez, and we do work in Baton Rouge. We do work in uh, 
all the little parishes, and we also service New Orleans. So when we we respond to disasters, which usually I'm uh, responding with FEMA and Homeland Security, but we we post up in those little towns and we do what we do. But we're always reactive, and I'm glad that you and your brothers were doing we're doing pre work. They already thought it out instead of saying, well, you know, let's figure out what we're gonna do after the crisis. Be be proactive and do it before the crisis, and 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 already be prepped, and already know what you're going to go, or already know what you're going to take, already know what you're going to do because you trained already, so you already know what 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 what, what can, will, and may happen. That's the Minister Willie too in New Orleans, Mosque number forty-six. Good brother, good brother, and the believers there. Praise be to Allah. Uh, brother Rudy. You know, what? Yes, sir. So, um, yes. The brothers on the phone, um, you, you have his information, correctly? Yes. Because uh, um, I'm here in the conversation, and I just want to add to that on the nursing side. A lot of new medical schools um, or, or, or training school for nursing or for doctors, because of the medical field, and if you look at that, say the people are getting older, and the tragedies and things we're going to be having, there is now added to a lot of the new curriculums that, or some medical schools and nursing programs are adding an emergency management 101 to their nursing program. Um, I think I spoke to you about it. I'm actually going to put that into your lap. Um, But it's good to hear that the brother is proactively doing something because now when the time comes to say, let's, let's, Let's add to our curriculum the nursing emergency management side, whether it be a tabletop, a walkthrough, or an actual drill. Now we can get a different aspect of someone, say, it could be Brother Allah or the brother there coming in and looking at it. So now this is going to be actual what people are going to be doing very shortly within the medical field, whether it be doctors or nurses. Right now, the, the government is implementing an emergency medical side. So now when something does happen, what does the doctor do? What does the nurse do? What is cardiology already prepared for? Who, who's the bone doctor on the premises if somebody has a broken leg? Or who's the ophthalmologist? So now what nursing that may go into emergency management for nursing these are aspects and things they need to know, be trained in, so now that they have the, the wherewithal to what they're going to do. So I'm aware of it, and our program is going to start something like that. Uh, like, you know, right now we're in our empathy stages. We get things going. But it's good to be on the phone and then within this, this conversation that someone is actively doing it, someone's actively doing hazmat, and, you know, in the training that's going to be implemented, even if to say our medical program, our nursing program, while the other powers are, are preparing for it, when we, when we get ours going within the year, there'll, there'll be a program that we already have implemented, and we can authenticate it just by the individuals that's on the line right now doing this podcast. Yes, sir. Yeah, Brother Greg, that's that's more of that collaboration, coordination, and communication, brother. 
We oftentimes say many of our listening audience are subject matter experts themselves. So we thank uh, the brothers who came on the line today because, you know, that's how we build. And we thank Black Hole Radio for giving Brother Rudolph and myself an opportunity to be uh, vessels by which we can link up and be a part of the collaboration, the coordination, right. and the communication. And, again, we thank all of our first-time listeners and the consistent and constant listeners for the honor of your ear and the privilege of your presence, but this is solution-based. We don't want you to just be hearers of the word. We want you to be doers of the word. And these brothers that are on the line today and the sisters who support them and what they're doing, they're striving to do what they've been blessed to do in order to make this world a better place for our people uh, primarily, but for all of humanity. You know, we say disaster preparedness or disaster in and of itself is non-discriminatory. It don't care what your color is. It don't take off no holidays. You understand? We, 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 we are trying to build that new world that's coming in to offer that compassion Brother Rudy talked about that the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said is missing in the health care field. So those of us on the line, we're just grateful to be servants because, again, it's about that new generation preparing them properly, whether it's health care, whether it's disaster preparedness, whether it's the fire service, fire rescue, EMS, you name it, we want to be in position to help the least of these right. to carry on. None of us are promised right. our next breath. So let me get off my, my little uh, uh, soapbox crate and give it back to you, Brother Rudolph. <laughs> oh, no, sir. You right on time. See, and this is why this brother is affectionately dubbed the pastor of disaster. Because he will come to with all the information that we give and with all the good sounding stuff that we put out there, this brother has the ability to synchronize it, concretize it, and then weaponize it oh, yeah. by by putting the spirituality piece on it that is the glue that holds it all together. Because first, well, right, let me just back up a little. For people who believe in the existence of a it says in the beginning was the word and the word was God okay but in the beginning before there was a word there had to be a thought for the word to yep. come about so with, when you understand that and you start thinking about it like that so now you know that okay so if you get the spirituality piece in place then the physical piece comes into play, and then everything, it just takes off from there. So we just have to, you know, keep things in proper order. We have to uh, understand that there's a chain of command in everything in this life. And the chain of command, where God is concerned, it starts with God, with the God. And I don't care what you call him. I don't care what name you call him. I don't care how your faith practice works, how you worship him. But just to know that there is 
something and someone out there greater than you and I because when we came to birth, we came into a reality that was already here before we got here. And when we close our eyes and die, we are going to go out of a reality that will still be here. So, and we know we didn't put it here, so somebody else had to come along before us that had than we did. So that's all it's about, family. And again, this is a family still. Family radio. So it takes the entire family to call in and to get in this conversation. So I'm going to stop with that, Brother Yusuf. Uh, yes, sir. You, brother. Uh, brother Rudy, it's Brother Rudy from Phoenix. I got to jump off. I got a meeting, but Brother, thank you so much for allowing me the honor of being in the airways with you all. And now I know my assignment right now is to help build an institution, not just for us, but for our young people and for the future. And, brother, thank you so much. I am willing to give my life, my license to serve, not just the reporter community, but many our community and humanity for that matter. But thank you so much, Brother Rudolph. I appreciate you. I love you all. Thank you so much. I want to keep in contact with you all. And um, I got my march doors and my assignment, brother. I'm on it. Yes, sir. Love you, Brother Rudy. You stay safe out there, brother. Love you. Yes, Thank sir. you, Brother Rudy, for all you do, brother. And please give the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan the greetings on behalf of Disaster Awareness yes, sir. for Community please. Preparedness, sir. Yes, sir. Well, Brother Rudy spoke right to where I was um, in terms of facilitating as we're entering into the last 10 minutes of this week's program. And we pray our listening audience has has been able to extract some pearls. And so with the guests, we thank Brother Rudy Muhammad for being on. And let us give those uh, brothers who have been on um, with us, Brother Allah, Brother Greg, and Brother Reginald, an opportunity to give your closing remarks. And again, we thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to address our listening audience. Brother Allah. Yes, sir. Thank you for for the opportunity to allow us to all close. Thank you for having this show, which allows us to all build together in all regions, in all states, and and transmit ideas and, 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 and show us our resources that we actually have. Because we, I, everybody doesn't know what my, what my certification level is, and I don't know what Brother Rudy's is, and the other Brother Rudy, and Brother Greg, and this one, and that. We don't know. We don't know what our resources are. But this show gives us the opportunity to know. And thank you for giving us a solution-based program versus let's just talk about all our problems and, 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 and complain. We all just talk about solutions. I thank you all very much for the time. And inshallah, the next week, let's, let's keep on building. Yes, sir. Hold on, Brother Allah, before you go. All right. Um, now, I understand, and, and this is a perfect time to do it. We're solution-based radio. We're helping families. For those that are in the New York City area, there's some um, employment opportunity coming up this weekend in New York City. Allah, you want to give them that information and, and some contact info? Okay, so 
my my sister and her husband just started a security company recently, and they have if you have a security license or you're looking to get a security license, you can reach out to them. You can reach out to them. They have work and they have also contracts available, and the contact information will be eight six four. Three three seven two seven six four. Once again, the number is eight six four three three seven two seven six four. And you're going to contact Brother Daryl and just give him my name and tell him Brother Law let you know about the job position. All right, give that give that number one more time because somebody didn't have their pen. They was kind of slow getting the pen and the paper. So the number is going to be 864-337-2764. This is for security positions. There's one available this Saturday, and it's going to be from 630 to 1130, and this job is paying $20 an hour. They also have other positions available if you're interested, which are more long-term. In the New York City area, correct? Yes, sir. Okay. All right. Thank you, brother. Yes, sir. And, and, and Thank uh, you, I'm going to call you Allah. after the show, so stay by your phone. May Allah bless yes, you, sir. brother. Thank you for enriching yes, our sir. listening Thank audience, you. brother. And Thank brother you. Greg. Thank you. Yes, once again, thank you for the opportunity, bringing all the individuals on board to where those who didn't know each other, now we're breaking bread to create a relationship that will be beneficial throughout these United States where where we are, where our black and brown brothers and sisters are. And many of us who want opportunity don't know where to get the opportunity, and they're just their hunger for it. Some don't want jobs. They want opportunity to create jobs, but they need some type of foundation to get themselves going so they can have a financial background to move forward with their own. Uh, me, and Rudy, me and Rudy Muhammad, um, the host, we go back many years. Um, right. and I would don't like say to how say, many, brother. Don't, don't say, don't how many. say how many. We go back, we go back many years. <laughs> and for people who may be listening, or for those who are going to get to know us, one thing I can say is there's nothing that we said we wasn't going to do that we haven't done. Praise so for those who are listening, if you know, you know our history, we started an LPM program. That's going to go to an RM program. That's going to become a training school. That's going to become a college, junior college, or university. We're not sure yet. We're working on it. We're in the infancy. From there, we're going to try to create a trauma center, a clinic, a hospital. But the big picture, there's jobs in everywhere. There's opportunity. Whether it be in security, fire safety, home health aid, CNA. Here's the programs we do right now. If anybody's interested, I'm going to get my number. We have an HHA program. I could put you in right now for free. I could put you in a home health aid program right now for free. Some of those home health aid programs, if you get to training, some hospitals, some some nursing homes are taking you because they're in such undemand. They're taking you and training you in other skills. They're taking you and training you and putting you in other programs that you don't have to pay for. You might come right. to my HHA program for free and then come back and take my CNA no program, program because the hospital was paying for it. 
So right. I just want to let people know what's available, what we doing, who you are listening to on this 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 podcast, this this network. Here individuals that's been doing things for years, and all we doing now is expounding on it, growing on it, and making the necessary connections and relationships that we can touch you from the East Coast, the West Coast, the whatever coast, and we're here to right. do that. My number, in case anyone is on the air, is 718-877-0288. I'm going to repeat that. My number is area code 718-877-0288. And one more time for the person who pen wasn't right and had to go to the kitchen and get another pen. My phone number is area code 718-877-0288. Right now, I could put you in a home health aid program. All you got to do is show up. I can guarantee you entry into it. I can guarantee you entry to a home health program. If you're into security, call the same number. Throw Rudy's name around. Tell him Rudy Muhammad made promises and Rudy said this and Rudy said that. Stretch the truth. Stretch the, I'm not going to say lie. I'm going to say stretch the truth. You know? And I, I can guarantee you, once you threaten me with Rudy Muhammad, I'm going to put you in one just because you said his name. There's opportunities out there, brothers and sisters. Let us put you in the path for financial opportunity so you can get yourself on the road to do what you truly want to do or what God really wants you to do. This is Gregory York. Thank you, Brother Gregory. Beautiful, brother. Thank you, thank you, thank you for all you've done, all you're doing, and all that you will continue to do by God's grace and mercy, brother. Stay healthy. And thank you, thank you, thank you once again on behalf of Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness. And, you know, that's just formality because of your relationship with Brother Rudolph. You already know how we feel about you, brother. May Allah continue to bless you. And so as we yes, close sir. out, Brother Reginald, if you're still with us, brother, please, on behalf of us again, you too, you know, already know what it is, but please give your wonderful family the greetings on behalf of Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness. And now is your opportunity to offer any closing words, brother. Thank you for all you do, sir. Brother Reginald, are you still with us? Well, we realize all of our guests are into multitasking as well as the co-hosts on these radio uh, right. airwaves at this time So Brother Rudolph I'm just going to thank everybody On behalf of my family For allowing me to serve this week And pray that everyone returns next week Same time, same station As I'll let you close out With the last two minutes Thank you Brother Rudolph for allowing me to Carry your sneakers and to be your brother Brother Assalamu alaikum Walaikum salam. Thank you, Brother Yusuf, for allowing me to be your brother and co-host with you, Brother Forrest, your wife, your children, the staff of Black Hole Radio. Thank you for engineering our show every week and giving us right. a, a, the opportunity to have unobstructed airwaves 
to get these messages across to our people, to the listening audience. We thank you for your time because something that you can never get back. And we appreciate that, and we pray that we've said something in these two hours that has benefited you and that can and will benefit you and your family in the future. If it's something that we did not cover or we said wrong or any mistakes, charge it to the head and not the heart. But contact us and let us know what you want to hear about so we can design a show specifically to your needs. And with that, I just got to take this second and thank my lovely wife, Sister Athea, Michelle Muhammad, because she supports me in my ministry and everything that I do. She indulges me. Uh, she, uh, you know, she, she's very comforting and and me. I'm not calling me out on my madness. Praise be to Allah for her and for her training as an MGT and GCC. That's you know, right. that's the that's the name given to the women uh, in Islam, in the nation of Islam. And they meet every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Find a mosque or study group near you. Go on right. org and go to the page and find the mosque or study group near you. If you have a woman in your life that you want to get her in the company of other women of God, that are doing things, that are being empowered, that are spiritually uplifting themselves, and that are understanding their role, not in this life, but in the life that God has created for them. So, yes, every Saturday, you want to learn more about who you are. You want to learn more about who the girl you want to learn more about what your role is in society, then you get out to your master study group on Mondays at 7.30 p.m. within. That's the name for I that's given to the men of Islam here in North America. We appreciate your patience, and we pray. Allah will bring us back together next week, same time, same place, for another power-packed show of information, enlightening, and instruction. As-salamu alaykum. Wa alaykum salam, sir.
is made possible by PwC. It's getting hot out here. Moving the mercury can help move your business. PwC helps turn sustainability theory into real-world action. Reduce your carbon footprint while increasing transparency in net zero commitments. Start with reporting to identify your climate risks and reinvent your business. Create a more sustainable business and a stronger planet. It's all part of The New Equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.